Lord departed from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubims. And the cherubims lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. When they were out, the wheels were also beside them, and everyone stood at the door. I pray that you would really allow God to make you a new wineskin and be filled with the Holy Spirit and be filled with the new wine. I mean, that was such a radical miracle. Just think about it. It was like a wedding and they ran out of wine. And the most radical part of the Feast of Canaan, Jesus' first miracle, isn't that he turned water into wine? I mean, that's like easy for God, right? <laughs> he can do anything, so he turns water into wine. The radical part of that whole miracle was that the water pots that he used were for the purification of the Jews. <laughs> the six water pots were for the washing of the hands, and they were the for the purification rites so they could eat and do what they needed to do and be on the law. The water pots represented the law. And Jesus says that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And that's why he used those water pots symbolizing the law to fill them with wine. <laughs> and that's what he has for us and for anyone who believes in him is a feast of Canaan. He has a feast, the wedding feast that he's going to prepare. And the sad thing is he says that a lot of people who are invited won't come. So he goes out in the highways and byways and the poor and the lame and the blind and anyone who will come, he invites into that wedding feast. But I want to invite you into that feast that you would come into that feast and that with him you would have that intimate fellowship in him who he is that you would live and move and he is your being like he is all of you that you're complete in, in him and who he is we left out the names of god from our bibles which is very sad but the names of god in hebrew are so beautiful and i'll give a whole teaching on them at some time because one of the names is el shaddai and that comes from like a feminine side of god it's like the mother side it's like the mini breasted one <laughs> um the terms in hebrew are from the roots of the the feminine parts of the body so God is, he is the Father, but he is the all in all. He is that he is. He is like mother and father, and he is the one who can come in and heal you completely and give you intimate fellowship, which, again, everyone is looking for intimate fellowship, intimate love, intimate relationship. And from this relationship, you can obey him, in your marriage, however you desire, and you can obey him in your singleness, however you desire to do that, however you work it out with him, it is all stems from him, and everything you do for his glory alone is so important. And those souls will be gathered unto him. Jesus knows his own, and he's not lost one of them, not one of them. He's the good shepherd, and you don't know who's his. And I don't know who says, only he knows. 
God is building a kingdom of hearts. And he knows whose heart is bent towards him. And he knows whose heart has confessed him. I don't care what people say. And I don't care what they look like. And I don't care what they're doing in his name. Because many will come in his name and he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And one time I had a vision of the church, what the church really looks like. It's really like an invisible structure. And it's full of people's hearts that have chosen him before, that choose him now, that will choose him. These are all part of the church. But the pillars of the church was really interesting. I saw pillars were actually humans that were apostles, were martyrs. They were like flaming pillars literally the foundation and structure of the church held together by people who give their lives in his name and their whole life their death whatever it is saint patrick saint francis i don't need to use their saint names but i really love these guys i'm not catholic but every where in every place there are people's hearts who are bent towards him and those are in his church and I want to be in his church but I've battled a lot and I know some of you have and sometimes we just need healing and when I really was reading the scripture in Ephesians about for this cause I bow my knee for this cause I bow my knee that you would know the love of him it is the love that will remain, that prophecy will cease, and tongues will cease, and all knowledge will pass away. But the love will never pass away. The love is, will remain, and the greatest of these is love. a little bit about fruits of believers like true believers people are always saying to me are they a believer <laughs> is he a believer or is she a believer or you know you're dating people or you're in the church or out of the church you know what God is the only one that knows if they're a true believer and I say that many will come in that day and the Lord will say he didn't even know them there are certain signs that we have in the Bible that is about to tell us what the, the fruits are. So let's just go over them briefly. Who the Lord dwells with, how we can tell if, it's a belief, if, there's, if you're a believer or not. So first of all, he says he's, he's high and he's holy. And he dwells in the high and holy place. This is in Isaiah 57. But he also... Where he dwells on earth is with the contrite and humble spirit. Contrite and humble spirit. If a person has a humble spirit, I guarantee you, it's a pretty good chance God is dwelling with them. You don't see a humble spirit, run, 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 run. Especially if it's pastor. So, humility. Big thing on God's list of who he dwells with. That's one way to tell them by their fruits. 
The next is the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, love, gentleness, joy, peace, meekness, patience, faith. All those fruits are something that can tell us if that's a true believer or not. Especially if you're going to follow somebody and they're not exhibiting those fruits. Run! <laughs> run away! If you're tapped into the Lord, you're going to be exhibiting those fruits in your life. Another way to tell is the true religious. Who's truly religious? And James is clear. It's the ones who visit the widows and orphans in their need. Are you visiting widows and orphans in their need? Are you, are you caring about starving children, women that are homeless, even your neighbors? If you're not, you don't have to religion. And if you are, most likely you're following the Lord. I don't care what people say as much as what's in their heart. And I have had the most beautiful, beautiful expressions of God's love shown to me by people who aren't quote unquote believers. And people who are believers, I've had them rip me to shreds. And so I want to say that only God knows who's a true believer. He really is the only one that knows. One other way we can tell though, a wolf in sheep's clothing, so we don't get ripped off, is the Lord said, at the end of the day, he'll separate the sheep from the goats, right? Well, he says, and I love Mother Teresa, her line on this, she said, everybody wants to find Jesus, and they want to serve Jesus. Well, not everybody, but they say they want to serve Jesus. Jesus says really clearly in Matthew 25 that if I was hungry and you fed me and I was naked and you clothed me and I was a stranger and you took me in and I was sick and you visited me then you did it to the Lord so you want to be close to the Lord you want to know somebody who's close to the Lord keep your eyes on someone who's feeding the hungry clothing the naked visiting the sick and those in prison and giving shelter I just don't like anything that's not in lines with these principles that we've been given in the Word. Living stones built together for Him. We are His body. We are His bride. New Jerusalem, a holy nation, a spiritual house, a royal God.